Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 13. LeadersInWorship.com The podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship. Join us each episode as your host, Matt Perkins, shares leadership principles and insights to assist you as you navigate the joys and challenges of worship ministry. And now, your host, Matt Perkins. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I'm thankful that you have tuned in today. We are finishing up. We are on the second part of a two-part series in lifelong learning. I hope that you have committed yourself to be a lifelong learner. Personally, in our marriage, in our family, and in our ministry, in every part, we need to always be striving to learn something new, develop the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given us. And last week, we talked about five reasons you can't achieve something new this year, five ways that you can't do it. And if you missed that episode, you can go back to leadersinworship.com slash zero one two and you can listen to that episode and uh, i hope that you will do that towards the end you can pay close attention to a listener that wrote in and talked about quote-unquote perfect problems that so many people she works at a university and so many people she finds there have what's called perfect problems or what she called perfect problems it's that everything has to be just completely aligned until they will start in on something new. Well, we want to get past that, and today we're talking about part two, five ways that you will achieve something new this year. But first, before we go into that, I want to talk about a conference that is coming to Central Florida. It's going to be held at Faith Assembly in Orlando, Florida, the Consumed Worship Conference. You can find out more about this conference at consumedconference.com. Dot com, and you can go there, find out all the information. But I just want to highlight a couple of the things. We have Ricardo Sanchez that's going to be with us with his band. He'll be leading worship, and he'll also be teaching in one of the sessions. He has a wealth of information that is very helpful for worship leaders, and I hope that you'll be there for that. Rory Nolan, the author of The Heart of the Artist, uh, Jared Anderson, an incredible songwriter, worship leader, wrote a song that that we're using in our church quite a bit right now, The Great I Am. Powerful song, and uh, Jared has a powerful ministry and is going to be here with us. We have over 30 breakout sessions uh, that we will be going over, how you can develop your team, how you can develop as vocalists, rhythm section. Uh, We have leadership breakout sessions that will focus in on how you can be a better leader. And so we tried to cover a well-rounded aspect in how you can develop, uh, but ultimately this is about being consumed by the presence of God and just seeing God do incredible things in our life. So I hope that you will attend February 28th through March 2nd the Consumed Worship Conference. Go to consumedconference.com and you can register right now. The registration is $79. It's going to go up to $99, I believe, the week of the conference. But if you enter the promo code LEADER, 
you can save $10 off your registration. Paul from Elmont, New York, he registered this week and uh, used that promo code, save $10, on his registration. So check it out, consumedconference.com. Well, today we are in our second part of our lifelong learning series. And we're going to talk about five ways that you will achieve something new this year. You know, it was about a year and a half ago that I got tired of making excuses and kind of justifying it in my head of why I hadn't started playing guitar. I had wanted to play for years, and when I was young, maybe around fifth or sixth grade, I I knew a couple chords, and I would play in our our youth service that we had, and probably had about ten people in our youth youth group, and um, I would work around a couple chords, but that was about as far as it went. I ended up trading in my guitar on some keyboard gear uh, when I was uh, probably around a junior or senior year of high school. Never went back to it, but always kind of wanted to. And about a year and a half ago, I got tired of making excuses and thought, you know what, I'm going to put this plan into action. And so I took one of our guitar players who is uh, he's a college student and called him up and said, hey, Ian, let's go to Guitar Center and I want to pick up a guitar and I want to spend enough that it's going to hurt me if I watch it sit in its case in my living room. And I really want to, I want to follow through this time. And so I want you to take me to Guitar Center and help me pick out a guitar. So one of the things that we actually did is we went and we're going to look at different styles, different types of acoustic guitars. And I thought, you know, it's not going to do me any good to sit down and try and play it when I can only remember maybe two or three chords. So what I did is I had Ian take a couple guitars I turned my back to him, and he just started playing. We would go through two guitars at a time, and I would say, yeah, I like number one, or what was it? Was it the tone or something like that that I liked? And so then he would narrow down these guitars, and I never knew which one he was talking about until the end. We came down to a couple guitars and said, here's one in this price range, here's one in this other price range, and uh, this is the sound that you liked and here's what you liked about it. So I thought that was a great way of of doing it. We didn't go out planning to do that. That was just something that kind of came to us when we were sitting there. But one of the things that I did is I purchased the guitar and then I sat down with him for a couple weeks and just said, hey, show me a few different chords. Show me some things that I can do. And then I started working with the songs, uh, working with the charts in Planning Center. When we were getting ready for a service, immediately I started working towards a service about three weeks out and thought, whatever I have to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I talked with our guitar players and uh, told a couple of the guys, hey, I want you to hold me accountable and you have full permission to mock me if I don't do this, and I really want to accomplish this goal. And so I want you guys to help me, and I give you permission to you know, check in on me, or if there's things that, that I can do better or easier, or things that I'm not doing right, let me know. And so that's kind of how I got started. 
um, our pastor was was out for a few weeks in that month of July that year at our church and he came back and I had the guitar now mind you it felt like I had a dump truck hanging around my neck because it did not feel natural at first and he came up to me after and he said hey I I didn't realize you play guitar I didn't remember you playing guitar and no I I didn't I just decided I'm gonna do this and uh, really set out and made that my goal well it works out different for everyone but we're going to talk about five different areas that you can try something new. Maybe it's an instrument. Maybe you've been wanting to learn keyboard. Maybe it's guitar. Maybe it's a foreign language that you've been wanting to learn and pick up. James 2, verse 14 through 17, talks about faith without works is dead. You know, you can have 20 amazing ideas, but if you never execute any of them, what do you really have? It's important that you have dreams, but you have to back that up with working them out, with doing. Uh, You can't just hope, but you have to do. And so that's what we're talking about today. So here are five action steps that you can take in accomplishing something new this year. First, you're going to have to set a goal. What is it that you want that you've been wanting to learn but keep putting off? Those things that every year, maybe around... December 27th, you start looking going, you know, I've always wanted to do this, but I've never done it. Now here it's the month of February, and I set out on a goal, and and I never even put it into plan. I never put it into action. So what do I do? Well, you have to set a goal. What are those things that you've been thinking about, that you've been praying about, saying, I really want to do this? Tips for setting goals, you need to stretch yourself but also be realistic. Stretch yourself, but be realistic. There's uh, one plan that uh, it's called the SMART method. S, be specific. M, make your goal measurable or meaningful. Uh, A, make it attainable or action-oriented. Fourth, the R, make it relevant or rewarding. And the T, make it time-bound or trackable by time. One of the things that I wanted to do, I I set out a goal that in a month I wanted to be playing guitar in a service. Now, I uh, made sure that my pickups were turned almost all the way down and I let our audio engineers know, "Hey guys, hey, I'm just I'm trying to work this thing out, so make sure that I'm not in the house." very much at all and uh, and watch that. So I had communication with them as well. So you set a goal. Secondly, be accountable. As I mentioned, I gave two of our guitar players, I gave them permission to hold me accountable and make sure that I was following through. Uh, but I had to put in the time. I had to practice working on what I wanted to achieve. You know, when we talk about accountability, uh, we need to look at who is it that you have in your life that has access to you? Who do you allow to speak into your life? Patrick Lencioni in the book Five Dysfunctions of a Team, he defines accountability as the willingness of team members to remind one another when they're not living up to the performance standards of the group. You know, an accountability partner isn't just someone that simply tells you when you're wrong. Who needs that in your life that, you know, 
invite somebody and say, hey, I want you to just come in. And anytime I do something wrong, I want you to be there for me. Uh, you need people that are people around you that care about you, that want the best for you, that they're not there just to, to point out your faults, but they are there to assist you, to help you. You know, we have enough people around us at different times that are not afraid to tell us when you are wrong. And But we need people that want the best for us and have our best in mind. You know, this is probably a topic that we'll expand on later, but get around people that can think big. People that you don't overwhelm them with your ideas. If you're always the one in your group that has the best ideas and maybe knows the most, well then maybe I think you ought to look and find some some other people to dream with. Maybe you aren't challenging yourself. I think it's it's very healthy to be around people that are farther down the road than you, that have achieved more things that you can sit and learn from. And so whether that's uh, finding people, maybe you're in a, a smaller community and you're saying, boy, how do I get around people that can challenge me? Find podcasts, find areas that, that you, can, uh, you can go to, you know, whether it's libraries, online, find some communities, uh, Google+, exchange ideas. Uh, there are a lot of areas that you can find that will stretch your thinking. But be around people that you can dream, dream with, and dream big. Thirdly, get feedback. Ask people how you're doing. Ask people that have your best interest in mind, but still are not afraid. When you get feedback, don't get defensive when someone actually gives you feedback other than, wow, that was great. If someone only gives you compliments, over the course of time, those compliments aren't going to mean as much. Yes, you want people that will encourage you, but you want them to be honest and speak into your life. So thirdly, get feedback. Fourth, be transparent and vulnerable. It's okay that you don't have all of the answers. No one is expecting you to be on that pedestal all the time. It's not going to kill you to let other people see that you aren't perfect. Hey, they already know it anyway, um, but just be okay with being transparent and being vulnerable. The fifth thing, be comfortable in the process. Know that this is a process. Anytime you start out on something new, uh, it's a process. Those infomercials that you see on TV, seven-minute abs, hey, it's not real. And it's you're not going to get amazing abs in seven minutes. Uh, the commercials that say you're going to learn guitar in 30 minutes, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to put in the time and really see that process through. You want to become healthier. You want to lose some weight. It starts by making the little decisions. It is a process. This journey that we're on in ministry, it is definitely a marathon and not a sprint. If you try and sprint the whole way, you will eventually burn out. No question, you will burn out. So you have to pace yourself and be comfortable with the process. So here is the takeaway that we have. You need to get started today. Find the things that you want to accomplish. If there are goals that you have for your team, for your ministry, 
for your church. Take a moment, write those goals down. Be specific. We talked about the SMART method. Be specific. Make sure that they are measurable, that they're attainable, and they're relevant, and that they are trackable. Make sure that you write those things down. Secondly, make sure that you are accountable. Find people around you that will speak into your life and get feedback and not be defensive when they really tell you some things that you could do better. Be transparent and be comfortable in the process. You know, you don't have to wait until next January or the end of this year to start with something new. You can start with something new today and now. Uh, For you, it may not be what I was doing. It may not be the guitar. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe for you, it's working on your relationship with your senior pastor, that you have a goal to see that relationship be better. So you set out goals and you say, I want to be specific. I want to be able to get on the same page as my senior leader. Those are things that will pay huge dividends in the long run because if you are unified together, uh, it's going to come through and it's going to show through in your worship services. Maybe for you, maybe it's your marriage that needs work this year and you have a goal to see that your marriage becomes healthier and better this year than it ever has. Your relationship with your kids. It all comes down to relationships, and we need to make sure that those are all in order. You know, I believe that God has some incredible things in in your life, in your ministry, but it takes spending the time, developing the margin in our lives where we can think, where when we can write things down, this is what I want to achieve. This is going to be an incredible year for you, but it takes writing goals, being specific about those goals. Don't focus on the things that you can't change, the things that are out of your control. Focus on those things that you have control of. And don't be like we talked about last week, dealing with pride and fear and the pain and discomfort, doubt, all of those things that go into that. Those will only set you up for failure. But we are going to look at the five ways that you can accomplish something new this year. Well, I hope that you have an amazing week of ministry and pray that God blesses you um, as you lead up to this weekend of ministry or whatever your service schedules may be. I also want to remind you of the Consumed Conference, Consumed Worship Conference, February 28th through March 2nd, being held in Orlando, Florida at Faith Assembly. You can find out more information at consumedconference.com. Also, don't forget, when you register, use that promo code LEADER, and you will save off of that registration cost. Well, God bless you. I hope that you will take a moment, and if you subscribe through iTunes, take a moment and leave us a starred rating and maybe a review on how this podcast is helping you in your life. Well, God bless you, and have an incredible week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. Do you have a question or comment for an upcoming show? Send us an email to feedback at leadersinworship.com. We would love to hear from you.
You can also leave a voicemail right on our website at leadersinworship.com. 